What better way to listen to the Stay Woke podcast than listening to it wearing a Stay Woke t-shirt or Wokest t-shirt from royaltyshop.bigcartel.com. My personal favorite is the red and white Stay Woke shirt. Head over to royaltyshop.bigcartel and get one today. Make sure you use the $5 discount code hashtag Stay Woke podcast. Again, if you use the hashtag Stay Woke podcast, you get $5 off your next order. You now tuned in to the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on the SonicBreakdown.com. Man, it's time to wake up. Get this cake up. Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D Ray Brinson, and you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by the SonicBreakdown.com. Head over to the SonicBreakdown.com now and check out our articles and reviews. Let's get right into today's episode, and today's episode is going to be another new music segment or new music breakdown, and it's going to be two albums today, and it's going to be Drake's Scorpion as well as J-Rock's Redemption. Both albums were recently released, um, J-Rock's a little bit earlier, and uh, Drake's more Drake more recently. We're going to begin with Drake, and this album is basically a double disc if you know, you're still buying discs. The first side was 12 songs, the second side was 13. The entire complete album, or the double album, runs about an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, This is definitely a departure from what we've been used to with Kanye West's seven tracks, with Tiana Taylor's being eight tracks, but they all ranged about about 30 minutes. So this is about an hour longer. I guess as uh, we go through this and at the end, you'll see if that made an impression on the the level of this album, or the level of uh, greatness or quality of this album, I should say. The first track was Survival. Uh, Survival had a nice, smooth intro that progressively got more aggressive, uh, matching Drake's content and tone, and then started to scale back as well, matching Drake's content and tone. The noticeable change in the produ- production, as in the when I'm talking about as a scaling back, is noticeable when uh, Drake says the line of, let me not get ahead of myself. It just felt like it matched very nicely. Uh, the track, this particular track, Survival, made me... Gave me the impression that we were into a more deeper, introspective, kind of heavier, more close to, I would guess, like take care type of vibe. But uh, that necessarily wasn't felt throughout the entire uh, album. The next track was Nonstop. Uh, That's really not a song that I rather enjoy. I kind of, uh, it's a club banger. It makes sense. It feels like a Travis Scott uh, Migos song. I definitely see what he saw as the appeal for the song because it definitely will resonate with, I believe, you know, the younger generation, uh, but it wasn't quite for me. Elevate was a, I, I did really enjoy that song, Elevate. And to me, that it, it's one of the closer songs to take here, which I think is one of his gr- best projects just from sounds, uh, production, as well as lyrical content and um, just consistency and fitting a, thematically, I felt was one of his best works. Emotionless, uh, it's, I'm kind of meh on that one. I do appreciate the Mariah Carey sample, but it just felt uh, that brings a nostalgic feel to it. And the keyboards gives you that match with the Mariah Carey sample and how they stripped it down. Uh, gives you that kind of church feeling of um, more acoustic, that gospel-less kind of atmosphere. But it, this song feels to me like it could have been on Views. Uh, it feels like it fits that tone of Views. And then, uh, of course, this song has the the line that everybody's been going to is, hiding my son from the world. Or, I, I wasn't hiding my son from the world. I was hiding the world from my son. To me personally, 
he really didn't have to explain that. The only person that he really has explained or make them be aware of why he did what he did has done as in um, discussing or not discussing his son is his son. Uh, he doesn't know anybody else an explanation or justification to me. But hey, it is what it is. But I do really enjoy the piano outro that occurs at the end of that that production. God's plan I skip. I'm upset I skip. If, if you've been listening to Stable Podcast long enough, you know those aren't really kind of like in my warehouse of music or type of um, sonic properties and, and sounds I like. And even the tempo, uh, faster tempo. I'm more of a slow tempo, 85 tempo kind of guy. Uh, Eight out of 10 is, a, a, I really, really enjoy that song. Um, I really enjoy the production. It gives that Maybach kind of sophisticated hip hop right at my tempo that I was just talking about. And it has the sonic properties creating a cocky slash confident, but still hungry atmosphere that's matched with uh, Drake's lyrics. You know, that we're on an eight out of 10 that, you know, we're not where we, we're not at our perfection yet, but we're still really good and, and we're climbing, we're moving in the right direction. So I really um, enjoyed that particular song. Mob Ties, to me, like that song literally felt like it's supposed to be a 21 Savage song, 2121. And you know how, if you listen to this podcast before, um, especially in particularly the review I did on 21 Savage's album, uh, you know that I'm not necessarily the biggest 21 fan. So if this sounds like a song that should have been fit for him, it's probably not to my liking. But I would love to see what uh, Jason Terrell thought about this because he was more feeling that 21 Savage album than I was. Can't stop or, or can't take can't take a joke. I skip Sandra's Rose. I thought uh, was really interesting. I enjoyed the production. gave a to me it gave a Jay Dilla feel, bringing that kind of era of uh, production back. And it had a good message about appreciating those that support you and and appreciating yourself as well. Uh, the line of the rose as a pick itself indicates to me that you know somebody is recognizing that the rose is special and if they pick you and you being that rose that they're realizing your special uh gifts and talents and qualities after sandra's rose which is track number 10 we go to uh talk up and uh that is probably also one of my favorite tracks as well um jay-z kills it uh really the jay-z verse is really what propels and puts this song at a higher on a higher level you know Drake's lines or Drake's verse, it's it's not bad, but really Jay Z's verse and particularly the line um, that a lot of people have been talking about is "You killed X and left Zimmerman and let Zimmerman live." The streets are done. Uh, that line really stuck out to me. Um, and and not that I'm saying that, and I don't think Jay Z is necessarily well, he might be, but I'm not being a proponent of violence of saying that you know we should do our own street justice. We saw how that worked out with the Junior case. You can't just you can't just go out and be vigilantes and, and to have street justice. I, I don't think that's the answer because, like I just brought up about the junior case, that's things like that shouldn't happen. Because if you go through, well, we hope and and we do need to fix our our justice our judicial system, but we hope that you know you can go through trial, you can face a, a jury of your peers, be sentenced, and and, and go about it that way. Um, but again, like I said, to me, this was highlighting the fact that. The change in mentality, especially in the black community, as well as the change in mentality of of society of, you know, we're not. What does justice really mean, in essence? And and is anybody really getting it? Uh, it's the kind of questions that really uh, were stimulated through uh, 
this particular line as well as the conversation that Jay-Z's stimulating um, on this track. So I do really enjoy that track. And then the last song on uh, side A is Is There More? I like this song as well. It sounds like it's a play on Tuscan Leather, the production from Tuscan Leather, to come up with this distorted version of it as the core for this production. Drake lyrically is fine, but it's nothing really too special. The production really stands out here for me. So then that leads us to side two. And and before we go into side two, let me just kind of say, let me evaluate side one. For me, side one is about 50, 50 I like 50% of the, the songs. And so to me, that gives it a okay to good. You can't be great if you have songs I skip. That's just how I feel. That's how I kind of rank things. So here, 50% is it's a okay to good album. It's not great. So now let's get right into side two, which is 13 songs. And uh, side one felt more of the more emotional kind of, or not emotional, but um, summer club kind of side to me. And then side two kind of gave that kind of more R&B uh, emotional aspect of it. Um, so uh, side two starts with Peak. I do enjoy Peak. It has an ominous dark production that uh, feels simplistic, but has several elements that just uh, go... They, that it has several elements, but they don't play at the same time. So it gives it that impression that it's simplistic. Summer Games, I don't really like, even though the production has a Passion Pit kind of feel, and I do enjoy Passion Pit. You should check them out. Hip-hop fans might not necessarily like Passion Pit so much, but if you're into indie, uh, that might be in your wheelhouse. And it also has a mix of Kanye's 808s, and I'm not sure if it's Heartless from uh, 808s and uh, Heartbreaks, or if it's Love Lockdown drums. But something about the the drums in this Summer Games production is is reminiscent of the drums on one of those one of the Kanye tracks off of 808s. Jaded, I'm not really feeling. Nice for what? Uh, I skip it just because of radio fatigue. I've heard it so much that I don't even really know if I if I don't like it just because I've heard it so much or if I just don't like it because I don't like it. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. Finesse, I thought was an interesting track. It had The production had an Earl sweatshirt. I don't like to go outside feel. And the content is, is as it says, finesse, trying to gain advantages. And in certain situations, people say that's a negative but when people do it in the business parlance, nobody has an issue with it. And that's what business is about, taking advantage. Well, business really should be about solving a problem. But it's become to the point of taking advantage of situations to gain the most uh, monetary gain. Then you go to Ratchet Happy Birthday. Nah, I do enjoy the production, but the just, again, the lyrics and the track doesn't really do it for me. That's How You Feel is a good, is, is a good song as well. And Blue Tint. In my feelings, I wasn't really feeling. I really kind of, I kind of hate that song. It's just not for me. Don't matter to me. I thought that was interesting. I thought it was really cool for him to get the Michael Jackson sample. I wish he would have did a little bit more with it, though. Not necessarily the production, but just the the lyrical content and and just the feel of the song. I think for it to be a Michael Jackson sample, it should be a great song. It's it's a good song, but it's not a great song. The last three tracks, in particular, to me, are my favorite on side two: After Dark, Fantasy and uh, March 14th, just because I really like introspection and I really like storytelling. And these, you get more of that with it, as well as the production is fitting. As you can tell, I don't have too much to say about this album. I do need to listen to it more, to be honest with you, but it wasn't enough for me to, to really lock into it. 
on the side too, it was about a 50% approval rating. <laughs> so it was okay to good as well. So to me, if you would have took the 50% on side A, the 50% that was good on side B, put that together and he would have had a, a nice complete album. But tonally and thematically, I'm not sure if that would have fit. Um, so he would have had to do something to make to make that work. Um, maybe in the layout of how the track was, how each track was followed each other, the progression of it, or mixing certain things into to tying certain themes. Um, so that's what that's that's just my take on it. Let me know what you think about uh, Drake Scorpion, but I don't think this is one of his best works. I'm kind of it's kind of hard for me to say. I, I think. Right now, the way that I'm feeling about it, I could I kind of put it about the same place where I have views. Um, this might edge out views because this might have a little bit more substance and qualities that I enjoy. Uh, we'll find out at the end of the year for our top 10 albums. If it makes it on there, then uh, maybe it grew on me and we, we gain some more, but we'll see. So now I want to get into the J-Rock Redemption album. Uh, this album is 13 songs and it clocks in at about 44 minutes. I just want to first, before we get into this, as a lot of you might know, the first review that I did on the SonicBreakdown.com was to Pimper Butterfly. That kind of sparked this journey that I've been on with the website as well as now the podcast. Um, so I kind of have a, a strong affinity to uh, TDE. I think they just have really good artists and I really uh, in enjoy the fact how much uh, attention and attentiveness that they put into uh, the craft of, of making good music. That doesn't mean that I think everything that they make is good or great, but they do have a pretty good consistent track record of producing quality music. A lot of people might not know this because of TDE kind of really for the mainstream world uh, hit the scene with Kendrick, but J-Rock was actually the first artist from TDE and um then later, Black Hippie was formed through the just through the passion that they had and through the love that they had for music of J-Rock, Schoolboy Q, Absol, and Kendrick Lamar. And so Kendrick even said on previous uh, interviews that he learned a lot from J-Rock and the trials and tribulations that he went through as being the first artist of, of things they should do, things they shouldn't do, how to navigate the industry and uh, kind of credits the growth and the, I guess, the trajectory that he's been on as a result of bypassing those negative impacts and barriers that J-Rock was facing um, by learning through that. For this album, it feels like the whole point of this album for Redemption is J-Rock, it feels like J-Rock is often overlooked. And with this album, he makes it clear that, you know, he signed to TD for a reason. And, you know, that the reason why Kendrick respects him, the reason why uh, Schoolboy Q respects him, SZA, Absol, Isaiah Rashad, Sir, uh, Punch, the reason why he is on TDE is because he can make great, good quality music. And he is a, a good MC and a, and a good musician, a good artist. So let's start out with the first track, which is The Bloodiest. It definitely sets you up uh, that this is a California project. There is no denying that based on the, the production, uh, especially on The Bloodiest. And J-Rock doesn't disappoint with the first track, giving us uh, aggressive, witty lines, but always being real, which is something we don't get nowadays, especially in the way social media is with trolls and everything. You can just say a lot of things just to get reactions. And I don't get that impression from J-Rock. I, I get the impression that he says what he wants to say and what he feels. And that's it. There is no kind of ulterior motive besides just that's how he feels about the situation. He's authentic. So I do enjoy The Bloodiest. 
For what it's worth, I love the smooth quality of the beat. It feels like silk to my ears. J-Rock being honest and emotionally open, but reminds you that shit still gets real. Um, he also breaks down what he's willing to give, but you have to like make sure that the, the negative things that you that you face, that, that you're willing to face, you all uh, is worth the rewards in essence. Like that's the whole point of the song. Like for for what it's worth. Like what is it worth that you're giving up? If you're going to be an artist, if you're gonna if you're gonna give all this time, make sure that it's worth it at the end. That the time that you're giving up, it, you're sac just make sure that you're sacrifice what you're sacrificing is worth what you're gaining at the end. Because a lot of situations, going back to business, you will sacrifice relationships, maybe your morals, maybe your values to gain that that money. But at the end of the day, does it make it worth it? So that's kind of where I, I kind of saw it listening to this particular song, which is a really good song. And Knock It Off is the next track. The, the flow of it as well is, is really nice and interesting. He carries over melodic elements that were in the last song for what it's worth. And it merges into this 90s kind of Cali bounce with today's more melodic tones because nowadays it's more about vibes and melodic tones where back in the day it was more about hard-hitting basses, bounces, and lyrics, at least to me. But J-Rock still keeps his style and the flow over this, this blended production of Knock It Off. I really, really love uh, ES Tales. The projection has this gangster hip-hop feel. We associate with Dr. Dre, Snoop, Dub C, uh, and it kind of brought back some memories of uh, Corrupt for me. But J-Rock still gives you that storytelling, you know, walk, it feels like you're walking through uh, the story that he's telling here. I really enjoy that J-Rock's telling the story. I really like storytelling, and the production and his story matches for this ES Tales, as it, as it states, ES Tales. It is a tale, a story, and it's relayed very nicely. Rotation 112th. It, it it really isn't my song. I kind of I won't say I skip it, but it is a song that if I were to skip anyone, that would probably be it. Tap out as well. Those two tracks for me, and it was right back to back. Tap out. It wasn't that it was bad. It was just uh, it was like eh, to me. It's a club. It's a club banger. Um, I can also see it being played at uh you know some barbecues, uh, outdoor functions, block parties, things like that too. O S O M. Uh, out of sight, out of mind, which I believe was produced by uh, J. Cole because it does have a very J. Cole productions feel and, and tone. Definitely introspective, which again was right in my wheelhouse of things things that I like. But I, I do like how, to me, it touches on like, that's kind of how it is in society. And, and going back to with uh, the president, a lot of the things that he's tweeting about and, and saying is the stuff that he's putting into our site. So the other stuff that he's doing of the bills he's passing, the people that he's putting in offices and positions, the situation with the, um, the immigrant children being uh, housed and, and being facilitated at a property that Bessie DeVos is a co-owner in. Those are the things that are out of sight because he's flooding us with things that we think to, to distract us. And that's kind of how I took this song, not just in the political realm, but just in life. Like, I feel like society, there's so many things. We're bombarded with so many things because of the Internet, social media. We can get hit with so many things that it's distracting us from the more important things of, you know, communication, interacting with people, just being good people, doing what's right for the sake of what's right instead of uh, trolling. So I think that's kind of how I took it. And then uh, J-Rock tells the cautionary tale of like about his career and it not matching up with his expectations and 
and the and that feeling of being forgotten of him being out of sight out of mind because he wasn't in you know the the sphere of uh, what we consider popping like all in front in, in in media and everything like that but that doesn't mean that his talent deteriorated or he wasn't as good as a musician or artist like that but if you're out of sight out of mind that can those feelings can uh creep into your mindset i'm not going to talk too much about king's dead again i'm getting radio fatigue on that troopers and broke really are the are the tracks that stood out to me really the lot all the the following tracks i really enjoyed um there's really only two tracks that i didn't necessarily enjoy but i want to talk about in particular trooper and then and then a, a more detail about broke uh trooper felt like it was like a drake cash money big sean track in the production um but uh j-rock he did his thing on that one as well but broke really broke is probably my favorite and then es tales and out of sight out of mind this is a really good project uh overall so it's really hard to pick a favorite but broke production has a somber reflective atmosphere is created through it the piano feeling falls right in the right in between the bass to kind of provide perfect balance to keep that summer reflective atmosphere throughout the entire song. Uh, the lyrics is like an internal monologue with with J-Rock or with, with yourself and questioning yourself, questioning yourself and questioning your surroundings, questioning why you're in the position that you're in is where I took it. Um, the, the line that really, really stuck out to me in particular was, now Harriet Tubman says she freed a thousand slaves, could have freed, freed a thousand more if they were aware of their chains. Um, this is not the first time I've heard something similar to that, that mentality of the, the mental shackles that were created through um, slavery and then carried on through systemic racial injustices and all of that combined adding to this kind of mental slavery that some of us are still in, some of us are gaining out, getting out of, some of us are working out of, and some of us are trying to bring others out of it. I thought was an interesting way and broke and how he broke that down of what it stood for and how we use them as crutches or crutches to alleviate this, this feeling that we have of this mental, mental slavery. And then uh, the other line that stuck out too was truth is mostly taboo. Uh, how we're getting away from, you know, facts and truths. Like there are universal truths that we're ignoring and it's, it's scary to know that humanity is moving away from that. And I also like that he addresses being a part of TD, but still not feeling a part of the team or being a contributing factor. And I took that with uh, the Jackson line of about like feeling in the Jackson family, but not being the one that's adding contributing factors to it. And even though I think he might have felt that way, I always felt that J-Rock was an integral part of Black Hippie or an integral part of TDE. And, and I, I believe a lot of others felt that way, but it's interesting that internal monologue, that the questioning of himself in here, uh, this track explains why and how people make it out of hard times of, like I said, using the things that he says of breaking down broke, like Kush, is to help with the pain. Like it's, it's a, a pain relief or people use sports as escapism, uh, art, music, all as escapisms to get away from the struggles and, and tri tribulations of everyday life uh movie tv shows are all forms of escapism but 
people tend to look at the escapism or the the things that black people use as forms of escapism as negative, where in other situations they use them as as they don't see him as so. So I, that was another component that I actually, I just thought about um, talking about it with you guys. So I do want to, Wild Freestyle is a great track. Uh, it just has a fun feel to it. And the last track I do want to go into a little bit depth about is Redemption uh, with SZA. For me, it has a summer hip hop love feel. The production has that kind of Tony, 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 uh, Zap Rogers feel that you get with their music of, it just feels good. You, you just, your body feels good. You just feel this energy from it. That's kind of the, and it, not just not just good energy, but it's a, I feel like it's a specific energy to California. Not that every state, place, anywhere in the world can have good energy, but it's a specific kind of California energy that I felt with the production and the way that SZA and J-Rock chose to attack this, this particular song. Lyrically, it, take, it talks about like doing the right things like you have a second chance of understanding the things that are important, those things of value. Me and Trav spoke about somewhat similar to this on in regards to simpler things, the track by Nas on his album Nasir that was recently released and produced by Kanye. He's talking about the same things in, in that regard, but in a different manner of the things that are important are for Nas is making sure that his kids are fine moving in the future and that they live a good life and have the freedoms that he has attained through his success. Where J-Rock's talking about just appreciating the things that he could have lost as a result of the motorcycle accident that he had. And appreciating the people that really did care for him. And usually you don't find those things out until you hit tribulation. When you're going through hard times. In some cases it's a death in the family. And you're really going through a, t- a tough time dealing with that. It's those are the those friends and those people that show up and are there for you. Are the ones that you realize uh, really had good intentions for you all along. And those are the ones you should appreciate moving forward. And that's where really what uh, I took away from this song. And I think adds to me, for me, that feeling of just positivity. Wrapping this album up, it it was a really good album to me. I'll say out of, out of 13 songs, I'll say 10 of them I really, really, really enjoy. There's about two or three there's, I would say, again, there's nothing, none that I skip, but I would skip. And it's not that they're not a good song. It's just King's Dead. I'm just radio fatigue and win a little bit of radio fatigue as well. So, but I really think this is a really good album. Definitely is instantly, um, I'm considering as one of the, the top albums of, of the year, uh, just for how well it was done, executed, and content-wise. Production content and lyrical content uh, were, were really high on this album. So I definitely suggest people to go check it out. Uh, you really get to, if you're not familiar with J-Rock, by listening to this album, you get a a better idea of kind of who he is and what he's about. And, and the lessons and lessons he learned even being in the music game during this whole process. So I thought it was a very introspective take on redemption. So I would recommend people to go listen to this. Let me know what you think about this J-Rock album, Redemption. Definitely go check that out. Tell me what you think about the Drake album, Scorpion, and leave a comment. Let us know. Also, uh, before we get out of here, I definitely have to give a shout out to all of our Patreons on our Patreon page. I want to give a big, big shout out to Alana Jane. Uh, she is a patron on our Patreon page. She's also been on several of the podcasts. So anybody out there who knows her, show her some love. Anybody who doesn't, go follow her. And 
Go follow us and and become a Patreon member. You can you know a dollar a month is is helpful. It just any contribute any contribution that you can give helps maintain and keep on giving uh, this content for the podcast as well as the website thesonicbreakdown.com. It also allows opportunities for uh, us to grow with uh, Jonathan's Could You Be More Specific podcast, uh, which is on the Stay Woke Podcast Network, which is every Tuesday and Thursday. So definitely check that out. He has great takes on current social issues. So thank you again. And anybody out there that's interested in having advertisements or ads on this podcast, definitely hit us up or look for us on advertisecast.com. Or just email me at cofounder at thesonicbreakdown.com and I can send you over information uh, so we can get that started. And that can go for podcasts. We can promote your podcast, products that you have, t-shirts, clothing, any business, or just any events that you have coming up. We can promote that and help bring awareness for you for that. Definitely subscribe to our YouTube page and give us some thumbs up. We appreciate that. Give us uh, five stars on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Four stars are nice, but five stars are even better. We definitely appreciate that. And you know our motto, live, listen to some great music, and above all, love more. This is D. Ray Brinson, and this is the Stay Well Podcast, and we're out. <laughs>